Hello and welcome to Fumble Podcast number 44. Um, I have PC with me. Good evening or good afternoon or I suppose even good morning. <laughs> Rested development. Hey. And we also have Jimmy Fantastic joining us. How are you, Jimmy? Hello. <laughs> so, uh, okay. we're back after oh, a bit of hiatus. Sorry, I've just spilt beer all over my leg. Um, and... We've got plenty to talk about, I guess. BB has been frenetic. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. Where do we start? Where would you like to start? Um, God, where to begin? I mean, I suppose we should begin with the headlines on Fumble, shouldn't we? Yeah, um, this that. is the Fumble podcast. So let's do that. We've, um, I suppose the big news is, uh, depending how quickly this comes out, you've got about a day to get uh, get your team involved in the... There's a new Fumble Major being run using the 2016 rules, which is still current on Fumble at the moment. The uh, Ulfuan Invitational is recruiting and will be starting to kick off its qualifying games as of, I think, Wednesday the 1st. So uh, right. this might might be out just yeah, as that is happening. However, or you might have just missed it. But there'll be some great games to spectate. Some of the, yeah, the big absolutely. old teams will be slamming into each other and competing to reach the finals. If you want to see... Possibly the last major on Fumble. Yeah, well, the, the last one of the Age of Bloat, I would yes. imagine. Yes, the Age of Fat as it comes to its end. Uh, we don't know that for sure. That's, uh, I suppose, the other big news headline from Fumble, isn't it? Yes. Which is that despite frenetic development work um, and you know a working version of the Blood Bowl 2020 rules which is being tested and bug-squashed as we talk, um, it's been put back from expected sometime end of February or possibly March to expected pre-summer, I think is yes. probably the fairest way of putting it. Um, Krista has put a blog up on uh, on Fumble, which uh, feel free to read and digest, explaining exactly what is going on and trying to be as clear as he can. We're still very confident of getting it out uh, before Blood Bowl 3 is in the shops. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about Blood Bowl 3 later on. But as always, what have we been up to Blood Bowl-wise? I will make it very simple from myself. Um, I've been so busy with work that I've hardly done anything apart from build a Necro team and spray paint them. That's it. Oh, no. And I've played a little bit of CCL and I've been watching a bit of football. AD? I've, uh, oh, yeah, PC. AD. PC, AD. AD first. I've not done anything Blood Bowl related whatsoever about some watch some streams. There you go. Um, on Fumble, I've been... I concluded the White Owl League season, which again we thought would be the final ever season under the age of bloat. Uh, but it's it's looking like it's not. We may well run another. But we've, uh, we've I got knocked out of the cup, which we ran at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I didn't challenge for the top of the Premier League, but I didn't get relegated. Uh, and I've just kicked off my campaign in the plate, which you get into if you're knocked out of the cup, uh, with a win in the very first round. So that's what I'm doing on Fumble. Um, I've also recently begun a new hobby. Um, Ooh, I've joined tell us about it. the legend of Jimmy Fantastic, distantly in his shadow, in doing a little bit of streaming on Twitch. Ooh. And how's that uh, panned out? Been going about a month or, or so now. Um, it's it's going really well. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm getting some fumble games up there, but a lot of Blood Bowl two games too. Um, and people seem to enjoy it. So I've opened up a Discord where people can chat to me and uh, and ask questions. And yeah, a couple of nights a week at least, I'm trying to stream some Blood Bowl and, uh, and yeah, talk to people and have some fun while we're doing it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And uh, what about yourself, Jimmy? Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, 
I've played some blood ball in the last uh, the last <laughs> one. I did get to the semi final of CCL, uh, mm. where I lost to K Fog and his ridiculous natural one turner. Um, so he's he he you know sadly for me, but I'm happy for him. He beat me to the to be the first person to uh, win a major and and CCL. So something you know. that just quietly I was having a little go at trying too. <laughs> um, but but Core has got there. The legend that is K Fog. Yeah, he is. He is great, isn't he? So he is. lovely guy and great yep, blood definitely, bowl. Definitely. Who also is on Twitch. Uh, so yeah, he's now the first person to hold both a fumble major and a blood bowl two chalice win. Uh, he's the first person to have done both of those things uh, yeah, in one lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, thanks, Jimmy. Um, so. It's been a while since you've been on Fumble, though, hasn't it, Jimmy? It has been a long while since you've been on Fumble. Yeah. Was that that your first love of Blood Bowl uh, online? Uh, Online it was, yeah. Yeah, like uh, I I played a bit, you know, like on tabletop and that, and then hadn't played for years and years, then found Fumble somehow and uh, played a bunch on Fumble. And then uh, Blood Bowl 1 came out, and I hated Blood Bowl 1, and then Blood Bowl 2 came out, and then that's when I, that's when I moved to Blood Bowl 2, really. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I know. Is that, is that driven by the graphics or the community or the, the streaming you know, potential of that particular platform? Um, yeah, it was, well, to be honest, yeah, it was, it was the streamers, you know, like Blood Bowl 2 came out, and then by this time I'd somehow discovered Twitch. And uh, and I saw everyone streaming Blood Bowl too, and I'm like, these guys are all terrible at Blood Bowl, and they're not helping all of these new players. So if I start streaming, then I can help all the new players. So that's that's why I started streaming. And then I got a I got a new PC, and uh, and then that PC hurt my eyes to play Fumble on. So that that's really why I stopped playing Fumble was it just hurt my eyes. Fair to say you've been quite successful at the the streaming of Blood Bowl too, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty. It's been it's been pretty nice. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with uh, with the way it's all gone. Yeah, very enjoyable. Streaming's great. Streaming's great. The the playing blood ball isn't always so good, <laughs> but the streaming part is great for well, sure. I think we can all empathise with that. I think uh, playing blood ball. I think you've got to be a certain type of game player to a bit a bit sadistic, perhaps. Yeah. In terms of those, those games that you have, and you just want to throw your uh, monitor across the room, or yeah. smash a mouse up, or something. Yeah. 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 What kind of madman would smash a mouse up? Honestly? I've absolutely no idea. <laughs> no idea. That's that's never been done. Um, what about you, Graham? How do you cope with tilt with um, with just the unfairness at times of Blood Bowl? Um, by not playing it. No. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's. It used to really, really annoy me, but it's something that I actually just stopped getting annoyed at at all when I decided to just not be annoyed by it. Like, I mean, it's it's just a game. If it, I mean, if it annoyed me so much that I chose to be infuriated by it, I wouldn't play it at all, ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons I ask, is I... I mean, I flatter myself I'm quite an empathetic person, but I do struggle sometimes with the rage that other people have because we kind of sit at a game of Blood Bowl knowing that's one of the possible outcomes every time we do anything, don't we? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, the thing about it is as well, it's something you choose to do in your leisure time. If it actually annoys and frustrates you, don't do it. Your hobby shouldn't. 
No. Ooh, yes. I mean, is, is that... I mean, Jimmy, though, is a Blood Bowl professional, aren't you, Jim? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's not that it makes me angry. It's just sometimes it's just annoying, isn't it? Yeah, you know it's... what I mean? Like, just like you just think, oh God, what's the point? And it's 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 all right. Funny enough, it's all right when it happens against good players, you know. Like uh, I'll, I'll always remember Bleeding Hippie just absolutely diced the hell out of me one time, and uh, you know, but that was okay because he could have beaten me if he hadn't. You know, like, like, but, but when it's just somebody who you just know is terrible, and it's, you know, it's the only way they can do it. It's just, I don't know, it just gets frustrating. Not really angry or anything. The, the I was angry with my mouse, but only because my mouse was uh, broken. <laughs> yeah, for those that didn't pick up on it, I was referencing Jimmy um, ending. Well, I mean, putting out of its misery, uh, let's say, an injured mouse. Yeah, uh, which was which wasn't helping him at the time. <laughs> Um, that I is mean, the definition. Is... Sorry, that is the definition of like the entitlement theory of how people get annoyed at Blood Bowl. The whole thing of it's not the games I might have lost anyway, because it's like you accept the dice that are part of it. But when you're getting annoyed because it's somebody you feel you should have beaten, that is the definition of ego and entitlement. And I mean, it's silly to say none of us have ever felt that because I think everybody has. And I think the games we get annoyed at most are the ones we feel we should have won, but you know, it wasn't anything to do with play. It was someone that we have consistently beaten and then lost to, or someone we think we would consistently beat beat and then lost to. And technically, usually people get really annoyed in tournament games because they understand in like a one-off or this all this whole, oh, it'll even out over time, literally doesn't actually matter that much because how often do tournaments come up? But at the, same, at the same time, you can just sit and reason it out and saying, 30% of the time or so, someone is going to win. Like, even someone is going to win on dice 30% of the time, if that's what needs, if that needs to be the way that they win, it has to be dice-related, then 30% of the time it will happen, and you know that when you sit down. Yeah, so. absolutely, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel... I mean, obviously, I, I, I'd much prefer to win. But if I'm absolutely getting diced by some no hope blood bowl coach i kind of there's a little part of me that thinks that's all right for them you know it's quite nice for them that they've got their win yeah i mean it's, it's part of the reason like you play is um when you're terrible there is still a chance you you might actually beat someone much better than you and that chance keeps you playing and then what, what did get me quite cross the other day i mean I, I say quite cross i'm usually quite zen about blood bowl no matter what happens but it's the closest in the last couple of months i've been to actually being quite salty is I did play a game, and I obviously won't name the opponent, but it was in NAF style. And they were a, you know, an international quality coach, a very, very good coach. And he had me completely snookered on team build, and it was always going to be a nightmare game. And then he got incredibly good dice. And normally you'd think, okay, well, that's fine. But the first thing he typed in chat was easy. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, just... that, that did wind me up a bit, I have to say. Now I don't know at the time because they weren't English is not their first language. I mean they had said good, you know, good luck at the start, I think. But I, I do wonder if that was a cultural misunderstanding and they were trying to sort of be amusing and, you know, buddy bantering, or if they were actually just being toxic and a bit evil. But it, it did wind me up because Well, I mean also I mean it had been very easy because of the dice, but they'd also left a couple of chances which, you know, hadn't happened because of the dice. But there was a good chance I could have embarrassed them. And it 
it hadn't been easy. And it just, oh, that did wind me up a bit. So, I, I mean, I guess we are all prone to it, aren't we? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm now wondering whether you, when you say in, not English is the first language, that's a horrible way to speak about the Welsh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, this particular person was a, a European friend. I mean, everyone who wins at Blood Bowl is Welsh automatically. I have heard that rumour, yes. Yeah. Did he open with, I'm due to die someone, I hope it's you? <laughs> 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 I had uh, uh, I had a game on uh, no. BB2 recently, um, and I, I, do you know what I've been enjoying BB2 at the minute? And this one game was just atrocious. And I, 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 did I give up? Yes, I probably did give up because of the coach's attitude. I just didn't want, and I know I could turn it off, but still, I was greeted with. Hello, shitter. That was it. <laughs> and wow. then just, then just uh, things like you are a failure of a human being, and just generally more toxic things after that. So presumably they played you a few times before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, do you know? I mean, I, but I just thought. I'm sorry, what? I didn't expect to spin into you. I, I don't know what. Right. I was... <laughs> yeah. What I didn't get was I was just like what. But what is the point of that? It's it was really like, weird. It was, yeah. I was just like, I, do you know? What I mean, I there are there are the banter boys, particularly on Blood Bowl Two, who quite enjoy starting a game with, um, you know, bad luck. Yeah, this GF, wasn't by which they don't mean girlfriend. Yeah, this wasn't banter. This was right. This was. I'm just gonna sit and type offensive things to you. And I just thought, do you know what? It's a it's a bloody computer game. I don't give a shit. Just I'm just don't want to sit and waste my time with you. Yeah, it's really weird. I've never heard anyone like that, to be honest. No, I mean, I, I usually it's waited until the dice have gone bad. Although sometimes if people spin into me and I'm coaching dwarves, there are a couple of salty comments before the game even begins. Oh, dwarves, boring. Well, more sort of questioning my parenthood and. <laughs> My, my sexual proclivities, but you know, um, I mean, I guess coaching sort of dwarves, you do expect that a bit. I suppose I don't know because I've never really coached Clawpon, but I mean, Jimmy, it must be different for you. I mean, do you get that because you often do coach quite bashy teams, or do you think it's mitigated by the fact that your name's so well known in that format? It's mitigated by the fact that no matter how many Clawpon I have, I never make any removals. No, I don't know. I don't get a lot of it. No, to be honest, I, it's been quite nice for me. There's been the odd, the odd person after you know after they've had their team killed, they'll be a bit unhappy. But um, mostly, mostly people are being pretty nice. On the yeah. old Blood Bowl too for me. Yeah, well, well, Jimmy, you know what they say: if you can't spot the toxic people, maybe. <laughs> <it's you>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, has, there obviously has been a few. There's been a few, but you know, like by and large, it's it's been overwhelmingly positive. I would say. People do talk about the difference between the communities. I personally, I just think there's people that play Blood Bowl. They just do it in different ways. But I do think Blood Bowl in general is a slightly more grown-up online game than than some. So perhaps that's why we find it remarkable when someone is, you know, a bit of a dick. Is because mostly people aren't. Um, from what I hear in other computer gaming formats, that's sort of standard. Yeah, it's standard, I think. Yeah, but I don't really play anything else because if I get any free time, it's a game of Blood Bowl. Although I do, yeah. I do play a little bit of Grim Dawn every now and again. Anyway, 
that's another story. Um, okay, so let's get to some Blood Bowl-related things <clears throat> that are a little bit more... Uh, well, should we talk about BB3? As we've talked well, about the fumble thing? Yeah. So we had a bit of news that it's been put back to August. Is that right? Well, that's the last we heard, but... Yeah. You know, since then, there's also been, I mean, I suppose in not unrelated news, the Blood Bowl 2 servers seem to be falling apart as well. Oh, are they? Um, they've had a recent a sort of outage for sort of the entire of one evening. And games disappear at, at not a terrifying rate, but a certainly noticeable rate. I've had one disappear, actually. And it was, to be fair, it was a dicing for me um, in terms of I gave the dicing. Um, right. And I managed to skill up three players for my CCL, CCL team, which didn't upload. So that was just. But I mean, gone. I've lost about, I suppose, about six or seven in the last month. Um, but you know, that's. I guess it's not. It's not the end of the world if you occasionally that's lose a game because after all, a game. But um, yeah, Blood Bowl three is on the way, but it's not on the way until late summer. Um, I still think, but we'll have it first on Fumble. But it'll come with twelve races. Um, they have talked about you know lots and lots of options in terms of customizing all the players and the balls and the stadiums and things. So. I don't know, let's hope they get it right. I mean, I, I want Blood Bowl to have good games available in every form. Yeah. I've heard, I mean, I, Jimmy, you might be able to answer this a little bit more, being a mm. bit more BB2 proficient. Um, I've heard that some of the community uh, are, are not really wanting the new rules because they don't l like the new piling on rule. Um, not not that I've really heard that much, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some, obviously. There was... There's always the few holdouts, isn't there? Like there was on Fumble with yeah. like the living room yeah. before that yeah, yeah, like yeah. group. So there'll there'll be some people, but you know, there were some people who said at the end of like when Blood Bowl Two came out that they'll never ever play it and they'll just carry on playing Blood Bowl One, and then then they ended up streaming Blood Bowl Two <laughs> every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> so no, I think I think I guess like people who are really bad at Blood Bowl, but like clawing things, they might. <laughs> <laughs> they might give up. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably the Blood Bowl 2 servers, such as they are, won't be turned off, will they? I don't know. Maybe they will be. I think they kept the BB1 servers going for a while, didn't they? It did, but Cyanide won't keep them running forever just to host Zombie69's Blood Bowl 2 league, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was going to say it was Zombie69, wasn't it, that was addicted to Living Rulebook 4, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it that hill that he chose to die on? And Indeed. in the end, Fumble created an entire division for people that didn't want to switch, and he sat there alone for about a month. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was the problem. Like, I, I joined the league with uh, Calcium because we wanted to still, you know, dirty player foul things. Yeah. And uh, and it just didn't work at all of them before things. So, that, that, to be fair, that's why it completely died out. Yeah, because you need a certain population just to get Blood Bowl going, don't you? Otherwise, it's... You know, three people in a room saying, well, I've played you twice today. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But, but well, fouling is definitely back, baby back, isn't it, in Blood Bowl 2020? Yeah, let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they're basically the best killers in the game now will be dirty player, sneaky git, and foulers, won't they? <laughs> I think there's a chance that might be, be true, sneaky, yeah. Sneaky git death roars, plus 2DP. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, sneaky get pile driver death rollers. 
Yeah. Why not try and hit them first? And if that doesn't work, a free foul following up. And if that doesn't work, throw in a long beard foul afterwards. Yep. You, you can hit a you can hit a war dancer three times a turn. <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> yeah. I mean fouling's back. A lot of people will probably complain quite a bit about this, but I mean Realistically, I've seen quite a few people already complain about sne- about foulers being able to run up foul and then run behind the line again, conveniently forgetting the fact, A, you need sneaky git for that, which is agility access, so will be a double for quite a lot of teams. B, your fouler needs to there actually have decent movement to run forward and run back after the foul, providing sneaky git works, or he doesn't get seen. Foul fodder is move four stuff, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Your, t- your typical fouler is usually a zombie or a skeleton, occasionally a hobgoblin. And yeah, we'll see more people taking fouling skills with higher movement. For instance, you would expect to see Sneaky get dirty player human catcher every now and again. Maybe a ghoul if someone's feeling frisky. But the foul and retreat tactic is is really going to be common on non-assisted fouls, surely? Yes. This is what it's basically complete overstatement and hysteria, which has generally been the the, the overall response to 99% of new rules that, you know, the ones that actually function, it seems, in an okay way, tend to have had a hysteric response. And then we have the other rules, which are just shit when the way they're written. So the response yeah. is understandable. Yes, I mean, I, I think it's it's not unusual that on the internet people, you know, reach for the hyperbole every time they don't like something, isn't it? Well, I think what the... will happen is we'll have all of this and then we will end up with uh, a million forums on turn 16 fouling. <laughs> but the biggest thing about the sneaky git being able to move after you're fouled is it stops you getting a massive run-up. Like, you know, so yeah. that's just, yes, it's the, basically worthless in my opinion. Yes, it's, it's long been a meme on all, certainly electronic forms, and I think probably on tabletop too, that if you only need one square of movement to do your foul, but you have seven squares of movement, you use all seven because a run-up in your mind assists the uh, the evilness of the foul. <laughs> and now of course that meme will be dead. That joke is played out and history. Alright then quick because we said that we do think fouling is going to be good in Blood Bowl 2020. Um if you have to pick a team that you know you're going to have to foul to win the game, which team do you pick in Blood Bowl 2020? What is your fouling dream team? Blackhawks. Oh, that was going to be my surprise one. I don't know. I, I, do you know what? I haven't got a, an answer. I mean, I still think goblins because you get a roster dirty player. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, that's true. From game one, you can foul, and you get the fifty k bribes. With the Blackhawks, you've got the goblins as well, haven't you? You do. Yeah. And the fifty k bribes. Yeah. And, and the guard, the guard affecting fouls. Yeah, yeah, guard on the Blackhawks, and because they get um, grabbed, don't they? You can yeah. choose exactly where you want to put the player down to foul them. And with strength for players, you're actually more likely to knock somebody down. Yeah, no, all true. I was just thinking I'm only ever going to use dwarves, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. I mean, you, you've, you've been very firm in this when it comes to Blood Bowl 2020. I believe the catchphrase is dwarf, 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 dwarf. Yeah. Um, do you really think they're going to be that strong? I think in, with redraft, yeah, yeah. I think the the pretty much break redrafting. 
just this right. this sort TV efficient. You can cut down to like eight hundred TV when you redraft. Basically, can't you? Eight eight no not eight hundred eight hundred and five TV. You can just cut everything. Cut your rerolls. Cut your apple. Just start with eleven players, like, and it's fine. <laughs> so you can have five hundred points of skills when you redraft. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've got I'm, an alternative, alternative point of view. That is, there's only really four ages of people that play Blood Bowl. There is the under-29 age group, the 29 age group, which is massively populated. There's the 34 to 39 age group, and then there's the purple chest age group. And I think Jenny's just realised he's moving into the purple chest age group and as such must use dwarfs. <laughs> well, hang on, I, I think I'm, I'm in that as well, though. You are welcome to the, the, the grand old age of purple chest. Mm. Um, I'm not that old. I'm really not. I'm not that young. Older than most uh, countries, younger than most mountains, I think. <laughs> <laughs> old enough to be wise enough to not lie about one's age. <laughs> yeah, and to not really give a damn. Um, I've seen it all before and forgotten most of it anyway. I actually think, I mean, I think there's going to be loads of dwarves in Blood Bowl 2020 because everyone says there's going to be loads of dwarves in Blood Bowl 2020. So everyone's going to grab dwarves and give dwarves a go, and hence they're going to be everywhere. I still think their starting problems aren't eased. Uh, I don't think they're it's very actual. Fulfilling prophecy. But is it, cause I think but I do been... agree with Jimmy that they redraft very well. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think in the first season, people were going to struggle with them more than they realise. And then in the second and third seasons, if we have a format that allows seasons, um, then I think they will they will do well after redraft. I think he's right. They, they do cut yeah. very well. I, I do they agree. Do, but, then, but I think... The thing is, I, I don't think you'd see a lot at... I don't know, I don't know whether you'd see people at tournaments because I think people still have this stigma about them being boring and... I, I still well, don't think they'll, they'll dominate see them. Yeah. No. Yeah. At NAF, you're not going to see them because, I mean, they still got to, they don't cut, there's no redraft. At tournaments, as in, like, fumble-style tournaments and so on, you still need to be good to position to play dwarfs, and that's going to stymie a lot of people. And then the next thing is, long-term, if absolutely everybody plays dwarfs and we get a meta that revolves around them, I'm just going to play Kemri and stomp you all into the dirt <laughs> mercilessly every single redraft. Because if you redraft with six guard, what? I've got four strength, five anyway. You need six guard just to get parity. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of a point, isn't it? That with a rule set as diverse as Blood Bowl, if a huge dwarf meta emerges, then surely an anti-dwarf meta will rise to meet it. Yeah. And there are teams that do very well against them. What I would expect to see is a meta arising where if you get tons of dwarfs, you will therefore, in response, see a lot of Kemri, some Necro, a lot of Lizards, maybe yep. some Chorfs, and then in response to that, you'll see Elves again because Elves rip Kemri and Wizards apart. I mean, you, you say that. You say that, but the meta in, in in Fumble for like, you know, six years or whatever, and in Blood Bowl 2 for its entirety of its lifespan has been Clawpom. And what do you see to counter that? More Clawpom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But Clawpom was slightly different in the sense that, like, right, dwarfs are boring to play against, and the games are crap, and you don't generally get much SPP. Day. But they don't delete your team regularly unless you happen to be you know, pretty bad and using wood elves and you just base everybody 
Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, like, I, do I, think... I don't think that dwarves are going to be like super, you know, massively chosen or anything. I just think they'll be the best because they they cut the best with the redraft. That that's all I think, really. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I, I, I disagree, do but I can see where you're coming from. You know, I mean, there's there's no. I th- I think to be good with dwarfs to get the best results out of dwarfs, you're still going to be need to be good with dwarfs anyway. And I think if you are, then the fact they cut so well in a redraft is going to help you a bit. But there's other teams cut well as well. And to yeah, be honest, I mean, I, you know, I, can, I can counter that undead will cut very, very well. You can get rid of all of the dead things other than the, you know, the two mummies, your best ghoul, and two developed whites. Yeah, and every, but you're going to need rerolls, though, aren't you? You're going to need rerolls. Maybe one. I mean, if you've got two developed mummies, a good white and a good ball handler. How many rerolls do you really need as under? And, but the thing about the two developed mummies is you can't keep two developed mummies because you know the the season the season rebuy thing tax is going to go up and up and up. Yeah, after a season or so, you are going to have to replace a mummy and then the other one. You're right; that is going to happen. And, and that's, that's notoriously tough to do on undead, of course. Yeah, that's the other thing as well, though. Like you need to think about as well: what are you building this team towards, and what's your goal with it? If your goal is to endlessly sit in a box-like division and munch on noobs or other redrafting teams then Dwarfs are pretty damn good if your aim is to win a tournament after the second or third season I would suggest there are far better options Hmm. I mean yeah that's that does make some sense to me I mean I'm just I'm so excited I'm so thrilled I really want to get my hands on this rule set and just play it and see well while we're on the subject what Hmm. about uh, stalling is stalling dead? Will BB2020 <laughs> be the end of stalling? Now, we did have a lovely thread no. on this on Fumble. Um, it was put <laughs> forward by Grodd. Uh, and uh, there was a big poll. And uh, basically, everyone said, no, despite the fact that you get more winnings for scoring more touchdowns, I don't care. I'm still just going to win 1-0 or 2-1 because I'd rather have the win than the extra 10k in winnings. Um, yeah. So I, I guess that's the answer, isn't it? Is that we're not all, we're all going to not care. But has he got a point well, that the extra no, winnings before, is important? Before, no, it's not, it's not this, before responding to this, you have to understand, Grodd has been posting these threads and similar to them since LRB4 about stalling. It is a consistent and constant troll thread he likes to dig up every so often. <laughs> Yeah, but so, someone was talking about the stats and, like, honestly, even Dwarves, like, barely score less than Wood Elves on average, like, overall. So it's not going to be a thing. Um, I mean, there is this new anti-stalling yeah. rule baked into the rules. Uh, I mean, we've talked about that a little bit before. I really don't see that being a thing at the moment, though. I mean, it's one of the prayers to Nuffle results, and prayers to Nuffle only come in if someone hires against you as an overdog, as I understand it. I mean, you you could buy them as as an underdog as well, but right. yeah, okay. you're just not going to basically. I guess maybe dwarves could. Yeah, where they 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 struggle for good inducements of low value, but I mean we have heard that there's a lot of new inducements supposedly on the way, um, specifically some low value ones to provide a bit more variety in that area, uh, which would be cool. You know, a twenty or thirty k. You know, I've never understood why you can't hire a cheerleader, but of course now you can short term hire things like that, can't you? Yeah, I mean, you have to also like figure into the fact that stalling isn't something that's just actually grown out because people want to make other people more miserable. It's grown out of the fact that since third edition, the game is turn limited and 
the best way to win a turn limited game is to limit the opportunities for your opponent to actually have like possession of the ball. The only way stalling ever goes away completely is to return to like first to three scores or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, also, it's it is analogous. I, I don't love that. Oh, but it's not like real sport, is it? I've never loved that as an argument. It's not like real sport because we play it, you know, sat indoors drinking beer whilst rolling dice. Name me a sport like that. Anybody I mean, it is like that. real sport, though, isn't it? Yeah, but that, anybody, that's my point, is that it, there is analogies to real sport. You know, you do control yeah. the clock in almost every sport, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Have you never watched Barcelona sitting passing the ball about in their own back end? Like, I mean, if you watched Barcelona, even at the height of, like, the Messi lineups and everything when they were beating teams for nothing, they also had the odd game where they just played football as if you would imagine Matt Dacker would... They went one nil up and then just passed it about their own end till the end of time. Yes. <laughs> yes, the old, the famous Barcelona withdrawn offence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it dug out infrequently, but when it came out, like you could just see them pass the ball out and think they're not going to advance, are they? Yeah, there was a great, there was a great NFL match. I remember where uh, the Patriots like just just let somebody score. And he takes so they get the ball back, and he like he didn't want to score, but he just couldn't resist, and he like fell into the end zone. It was great. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's you do get those odd sporting occasions, you know, where there is a team that for some reason wants to lose, or or you know, just certainly doesn't want to win. It, it has happened, and certainly control of the clock is massive, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, even in a football game, which is usually a lot of end-to-end, you know, in the last 10 minutes, one team is always just trying to knock it into the corner and keep it there and not really trying to attack, just trying to maintain the result as is. You know, it's, so it's stalling's part, never bothered me. It, no, it really does the game. And, and looking through that thread, right, Malmere, who I respect as a coach and a, and a friend, says this. He says, but I'm not sure why so many people seem to think stalling needs fixing at all. If someone is able to stall against you, then either you've been very unlucky with dice... For example, casualty dice are on fire and you've hardly any men left. Or, and I bet this is the reason more often, you've made mistakes that allow them to stall. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, to be, honest, it up. Yeah, to be honest, there is one real answer to most of these threads and nobody ever likes to hear it. And the answer is, get better. Yeah. Yes, I, because I, that's, I mean, that, that is a harsh answer, isn't it? But it's... We do circle around to this a lot. A lot of people look for external reasons when actually the reason is is a lot more internal, isn't it? I think yeah. some of it's a lack of understanding, though. So I'll, I will hold my hands up. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but when I first started getting back into Blood Bowl again, and my experience was, you know, my little local league where all my friends and we'd try and score as much as we could and we didn't think it was fair that we stalled. And then you get into the big wide world of online competitive play and it's you know it's a mechanic that you used to win simple as that yeah but i mean i've, I've discussed this with jimmy before in his stream as well so you'll no doubt recognize this point quite quickly but the thing about it is the way i play blood bowl i like most of these people who complain about stalling would not accuse me of stalling most of the time even though I am because I just hang about with a halfway line for about six turns you're, and then knock it in in turn eight I'm you're, stalling you're controlling the field in a yeah. different place that's all yeah, yeah but I'm stalling like yeah by definition and no rules they bring out will change the way I play in that manner they don't affect me and half these people complaining about you know someone camped in the end zone 
flipping the ball about or just, you know, not being challenged in any way. Well, this only happens in games where you are completely outclassed or you, as Malmier said, have been wiped off the pitch. And to be quite honest, if I was wiped off the pitch and my opponent decided to spend four turns just camped at my end zone, good. We're over and done with quicker. I don't yeah. need to make another LOS and waste more of my own time. There's a great opportunity to drop in yet another plug for my new Twitch channel. Though I must say, Arrested Development, Throw Eck and Jimmy also have Twitch channels, which aren't as good. You should come and follow mine. Um, but I was doing some commentary on one of the Blood Bowl 2 Chalice games the other night. And a really unlucky set of dice led to you know, a, a position completely falling apart. And an attempt to stop a drive down the sideline suddenly became a disaster because of um, you know, some horrible, horrible dice and a fail early in the turn. And that, that's going to happen. Obviously, it then it's going to be almost impossible to stop the score. And sure enough, he progressed down the sideline. And I started saying in commentary, there's not enough people coming back. And the other person commentated, he said, no, no, he's, he's going to bang it in next turn. Now that he's got through, he'll just score. And it was obvious to me that the, the coach that had had the, the bad luck was trying to sort of pretend it hadn't happened rather than thinking that the game has completely changed now. Now my priority is preventing a stall. And the other coach had adjusted. And instantly they were thinking, now instead of stalling on the halfway line and looking for a chance to break through, I break through and stall on their touchdown line. And it was completely the fault of the coach that had originally had the fail because they just didn't prioritize bringing pieces back. And instead of making them score on, say, turn five, maybe turn six, and having some chance of uh, you know, getting a, a drive back for the half time, they ended up scrabbling around to you know, put any pressure at all on the stall and didn't manage it. And so the guy just stepped over in turn eight, not even having to make a one in 36. Mm. And I just think there's so many times people... And this was supposedly really high-level play, that people don't adjust to that concept of now my big priority is preventing the stall. Um, or they think they can do that by you know fouling players or removing players elsewhere on the pitch. And if the coach has already taken the decision that they want to burn the clock down, that just isn't going to do it. Hmm. Well, if you've got a view on stalling, come and have a chat with us in our Discord channel. Well, uh, we can we can pick it up there, can't we? We, can, pick it up we there. can also there. Whilst I'm in shameless self-promotion mood, um, <laughs> there is there is a copy of the QuickBooks advert that's been running oh, yes. for mine over the last couple of months. So if you haven't ever seen me uh, shout "I'm the boss" whilst wearing a beard in a porter cabin, <laughs> then now's your opportunity to do so. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've seen it yet, so I'm going to have to watch it later on. Oh, no, I have, because I showed my kids. I went, so you, you told me you had. I went, do, you remember, do you remember your Dave? Do you remember Dave? Do you remember Dave? They were like, oh, yeah. That's what he looks like, older with a beard. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I didn't, you didn't have a beard back then, did you? No, not when I came up for... Pre-COVID. Well, those many years ago. Pre-COVID. Um, back not back when pre-COVID, when we had a, a tournament up in, uh, up in your ends. Um, okay. Which was um yeah it was a, was a year ago wasn't it? A year ago. Yeah, but is that when? You, no, you came up before then. Yes, I did. What was that? But the for? light in the dark was a year ago. That was. Yeah. Um, that was the NAF Championship. That was the NAF C. Yeah, we went yeah. to the NAF C together. That's right. Um, 
Right, moving on, moving on. Speaking of which, Real Blood Bowl is back, isn't yes. it? Yes. Um, there's, there's some disappointing news for fans of the podcast. Uh, we we did hear that Real Life Blood Bowl is back. I believe the NFC is booking for 2022. Yep. Um, and so is the UK Team Championships, which we've been to several times as Team Fumble, which grew out of Team Fantastic. Uh, I think Jimmy might still be knocking about. Um, yeah. So the first time I ever went to the UKTC, I went as your replacement on Team Fantastic. Yeah, that was that was what a team it was as well, wasn't it? Malmere, Pete W, and uh, Endzone. And Endzone, and then the next year they uh, they upgraded you to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we yeah we enjoyed it, but Pete deserted us because for some reason the uh, the Trixie betrayer uh, wanted to uh, play with his son, which strikes me as an entirely selfish reason. It was it was his submarining tactic, wasn't it? Yeah, so we recast ourselves as uh, as Team Fumble and have been every year since. But this year, uh, they have opened registrations for it to be in April of 2022. And uh, despite chatting about it on our WhatsApp, we waited until people said, yeah, I think I can do it. And when they did, I went on the website. And not only was it full, it was over full. They'd reopened it, had another 10 teams fill up the 10 extra places and had a waiting list of several teams. So we're on a waiting list for a possible place, but it looks fairly bleak as if Team Fumble will fly again, even in 2022. Mm. So if you do know of a team competition we could go to instead, yeah, let me know. Well, we were the top-placed UK team last year. We we? were, we were indeed. We we came fourth, and the top three places were all European teams, so we were quite chuffed with that. But we will not get a a chance to defend that honour, sadly, it seems. Well, we don't know that yet. It's a long way away. There's time for it to change, of course. It's a long way away. It's a long way away. But I do look forward to, I mean, hopefully maybe this summer. I don't know. I haven't spoken to my boss about this. Um, see what she says. But hopefully getting out and about and playing some Blood Bowl again would be yeah, nice. Yeah, it would be good. It would be good. Yeah. Do you play in real life anymore, Jimmy? Does it interest you? Not really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think but that was like the last to... time I played in real life. Was you the, like uh, to you... paint it and stuff, though, Jimmy, don't you? Uh, not anymore, honestly. That was that was literally was the last time the UKTC was the last time I played. Uh, I don't but think I've painted a model or played forty k Warhammer either. I like you know I did all that kind of stuff. I don't think I've done anything like that since since UKTC. Yeah. But I've seen some of your your painting streams. I mean, you do still have the the painting itch, don't you? Even if it's electronically. Oh yes, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. I've done a little bit of that, yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, I should explain that some of the lovely uh, player portraits we have on Fumble were painted uh, by Jimmy Fantastic himself, by his there own good hand. That's true, yeah. And I'm doing the Imperial Nobility team as well for Blood Bowl 2020 and uh, maybe some other things as well. So Yeah, I've had a sneak preview of those as they've been developing, and unless he's changed them completely, um, they're not bad. <laughs> Thanks. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an pretty endorsement. Good. It's a pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. I think you know I've basically put zero effort into uh, into art ever, and then I think I've got a bit of talent, but uh, I've never really you know. I mean, I, I do too, Jimmy. I mean, I, I do love. I mean, I have no talent at that whatsoever. So anyone that does impresses me, and I think you do have some. Um, I'm you. not a big lover of Imperial Nobility. The uh, I don't like the roster, and I don't like the figures. I don't like the. Um, I just think they're too comedic. All the big chubby men and then the feathers. I think it's all a bit ridiculous. But I mean, I know some painters and modellers are are very excited. Yeah, I I like the sculpts, got to be honest. I quite quite like the models. I think the models in the new box set are are lovely. I haven't built them yet. 
I've had it for three months. But then I've had an airbrush for nearly a year now and I haven't touched that either. Need to at some point. I have bought some new paints though. Anyway. I'm a bit excited to get back in um, the hobby. Talking of new. Talking of new. New Death Zone supplement. Yeah. Have you seen anything about this, Graham? Jimmy, are you up on this? I saw the uh, I saw the bona fide big guy. I saw that. That was pretty interesting, isn't it? And uh, yeah, and there's obviously different ones as well. So like, that's going to be interesting to see what, all the different mercenaries you can get. So oh, it always yeah. used to be the case that you could hire mercenaries, which were basically any of the people on your team, um, any of the positionals, any of the linemen. You could hire them for the cost they would cost to buy, uh, plus thirty k. And then you could throw a skill on them for 50k, couldn't you? Uh, and it was a maximum of two skills, I think. One skill. Was it one? I thought you could do two. Okay, one. one. Um, and now they've changed that completely. Um, where do you begin? Yeah, this is the... I I was away with wool gathering there when you said it, did I know about it? Um, I knew about this quite some time ago, actually, before the... Um, release of the first set of rules this this was involved oh, this was around it when playtesting was being talked about and things like that and was not really talked about as a set when it would be coming out but was understood to be like part of the rules that would be coming eventually effectively you build a star part of mercenary hiring hmm. so essentially you can now get a freelance player who isn't a star player but does bring lots of skills and abilities. Um, and one of them is this, you know, bona fide big guy. And I think this is an example, isn't it? Rather than a, you know, you can change things. You can put packages on top of this. Yeah, and they're terrible. <laughs> but for 130 gold, you get a player that's move four, strength five, agility four plus. So that's the old agility two, isn't it? Passing five plus, uh, which no one cares about because no one's ever going to throw the ball. And AV nine plus, which is the equivalent of AV eight. Uh, comes with bonehead and loner four plus, mighty blow and throw teammate. I mean, that's terrible, isn't it? But sort of all right at the price. Yeah, that, it's it's it. I would say I would say it's not terrible, I was, <laughs> and and for the price, it's much better than a than a, than a uh, you would have got from a mercenary, isn't it? And it's interesting that you could put it on like a dwarf team. Um, yeah. If a dev's got some Kemri and you've got a six guard dwarf team, you can just get that guy in to uh, even the odds a bit. <laughs> well, instead of you know two babes and thirty k. The idea of a strength five mighty blow that I could hit with at the end of the turn and don't care about at all is quite appealing. Yeah, I yeah. think it's very interesting for dwarves. Does this mean Grim Iron Joy is now put to pasture permanently? I was, was going to say I can get two of those or one Grim Iron Jaw. Well, that's no choice at all, is it? I'll have two of those, please. Well, I don't think you'll be able to get two of them. That would be wild, wouldn't it, if you could get two? Can't I? If I've got 260k, can't I buy two mercenaries? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Who's going to stop me, Jim? Who's going (laughs) to stop me? But um, I've grown a beard now. I can become a rules lawyer. I can sit in the corner stroking my beard and tutting and saying, no, 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 no. (laughs) And then you get options, don't you? Like they've got like skill packages that you're getting like for 20k or something. Yeah. You add add animal savagery to it. It doesn't remove bonehead. No. You gain so frenzy and animal savagery, 
uh, and claws and prehensile tail. And mm. you lose throw teammate for 20k. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah, it's 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 interesting for what else they're going to do. I think I think the the package thing is going to be interesting to see what comes out for the other the other mercenaries and what the other packages are. Mm. Yes, because at the moment we're only seeing a preview, aren't we? They're not obviously putting the entire of that supplement up online for us to pour through. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but for those that are interested, we may well put a link up on the podcast channel if we remember. Uh, but it's at the warhammercommunity.com. dot um, it, It's it's there for everyone to see, so it is very very visible. That that bubbling up from below. Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Where everyone gets minus one from the movement. So if you've got two mummies. <laughs> And they get knocked down. Yes, presumably they're going to have to roll to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only have I seen it, I've played in freezing. But yeah. because because these, I mean, these are, some of these things are, have cropped up elsewhere before, haven't they? So some of the pitch conditions, which are listed in uh, the Blood Bowl death zone companion to Blood Bowl, um, have come out before in some of the spikes and things like that. Uh, and both doubling up from below and freezing have been seen there. And I went to a tabletop tournament where they had four different sets of uh, what effectively became sort of weather tables to describe the different pitches. And one of them I did roll freezing ground on. Um, so whenever a player falls over or is knocked down, the coach must apply a plus one modifier when making an armor roll against them. And I've often joked that I'd rather... Uh, fail a dodge and get hit by the grass than get hit by mighty blow but freezing basically means the grass has mighty blow and does that stack if the person hitting you has mighty blow yes wow. whenever they fall over or is knocked down the opposing team must apply a plus one modifier when making an armor roll against them um now, at the time, it, it wasn't the rule wasn't quite stated like that. I think it was so. Basically, we we resolved that it was when they were knocked down. But now it's very clear. It's also if they just fall over, if they fail a GFI, it's plus one on the armor. Wow, that's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, presumably these are going to be what voluntary or. I mean, if, for example, that replaces sweltering heat on a weather table, then it's just not going to be something people particularly care about, is it? Because it's not going to crop up very often. Well, yeah, probably not. Oh, you say that now, but how often do people moan about sweltering heat and it's not that common an issue? Yeah, true. Is there anything that people don't moan about, though? There's always a group of people that moan about something. Well, and then there's a group of people that moan about the fact that nothing's changed forever. So it, <laughs> might, it might just be that all of us love a bit of a moan. Especially um, the one British. that did catch a few people's eye, I noticed, which I think will be just insane. Um, but one of them is uh, a new type of inducement, uh, but it seems to only be available for Blood Bowl 7s, as far as I can understand it, which also seems to be detailed within this Death Zone supplement. Mm. Um, which is a grudge match where you can yeah. foul as many times as you want on any turn. Um, but with the ref still sending you off left, right and centre, that's that's a good way to just end up with a very short game, isn't it? With one side or the other just not there anymore. It's only one turn anyway, isn't it? Oh, is it? I presume it's yeah. number of ter- number of 
fouls until oh yeah okay so it is one turn you can do it okay yeah Yeah. but you can i presume if you of course the minute you're sent off the minute you're sent off the turn ends doesn't it yeah okay that's not that overpowered then but that'd be interesting that'd be funny blood bowl sevens in the blood bowl three client wouldn't that be cool oh that would be fun that would be fun and maybe street bowl and beach bowl as well dungeon bowl we said that Right. Okay. Mm. Anything else we want to touch on? Touch up? Touch with? <laughs> I don't know. Where are we? I mean, I think we're pretty much done for a bit of a catch-up, aren't we? I, I think we've, yeah, we've covered a lot of bases. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope now I've got more time, I hope to be a bit more available to do more. Um, now I've got my evenings back and uh, my weekends back, apart from when I'm uh, not on call and collecting dead bodies. There you go. Yes, that's your new job, isn't it? Yeah, it are is you, my new job. Are you going to tell the world? Because not just that you just wonder about collecting new dead bodies. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I'm not like, like is it Birkenhair? Not like that. Um. No, no, just just a funeral operative while I'm waiting to start my driving again, um, which is great. So, bearing coffins and going to collect the deceased from hospitals and homes. I don't do like the embalming or anything like that. Sounds like a a cheerful, positive way to spend your time. Do you know it's it's really interesting. It's reward rewarding in a sense. That interesting in the same way I look at some people's team and go, oh, that's an interesting build. <laughs> no, it's just different. It's just there's so much that goes into a funeral that you, the people aren't aware of. Well, certainly you seem a lot happier about it than you did about the um, Tesco delivery. Yeah, well, that's done and dusted now, so I'm quite happy to be moving on. Although I did make some really good friends. One being a fellow well, Blood Bowl player, actually, uh, which I think just, I spoke about. Just before we do move on, I've just been looking through some of the stuff we've got in the area. We keep a few ideas for this. Um, AD, do you want to talk a little bit about this um, this concept you've come up with that should get all the uh, the rules lawyers reaching for their rules supplements and stroking their beards whilst grumbling? That you can't use most of your skills during a blitz now, you think? Ah, uh, yeah, this is... I'm struggling to get my head around it. So, so what's going on? This is a blitz on kickoff result. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not... So, kick teammate Dodge and Surefeet all say in the skill description that once per team turn, you can use those skills. Right. But a blitz isn't a team turn. No, isn't it an extra turn? It's not a team turn. No, that's just, that's the reason you cannot use like. These rerolls in it. Yeah. So so yeah. Rules is written. Adev is is completely correct. Yeah. It's it's not a team turn. So it's specific, wow. explicitly stated to not be a team turn. What you can argue about at all is whether you get to activate like D three plus three players, and then in addition to that, get the blitz, and in addition to that, get the. Uh, get the uh, throw teammate, because it's just worded really, really badly. But I'm sure that's intended to be D3 plus 3 total, but it's it's just worded terribly. 
if you Don't want worry, to... the, the banter release in errata, which makes it even less clear. <laughs> yeah. Even more, more beardy. There's the fact that um, Hypnotic Gaze said it can be used per activation and there's no limit on how many players can use it each team turn. So if a blitz isn't a team turn, does does that mean there's also no limit in it? Or does it just mean you can't use it at all in a blitz? If, if you are going to go ahead and say that a blitz turn because of kickoff result is not a team turn, yeah. then any skill that says it can be used during a team turn surely is ruled out. Exactly. Yeah. Although everyone that is agreeing with this should probably burn in hell, shouldn't they? <laughs> no, it's not. A te- it's explicitly stated to not be a team turn. So. The thing is, there is no other reason to actually write in dodge and sure feet and so on team turn and then explicitly state that a blitz isn't a team turn. Like, the only reason to do that is so that you can rule out using these skills. This is going to be another one of those cases where apparently all the playtesters thought, oh, they, they just haven't written in the bit. Someone's forgotten to write in the bit where you can only use one re-roll a turn. And then when they checked and asked, they went, no, 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 we, we're keeping that. That's now the rules. Or do you mean the bit they've where... just done it again, where they've just written them really badly, and now you... they're going to stick by it, and we're going to end up with broken rules because of it. Do you mean the bit where the playtesters were given rules that are written differently from the bit that was printed? I think that probably didn't help either then. Well, that was the case with the re-rolls. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, it's that's mad. And if only there was, you know, more often than every six months, someone at Games Workshop was prepared to answer questions about, you know, these rules that you wrote quite badly. Um, what the hell do they actually mean? And until then, I guess we'll just have to all argue about it in endless forum threads, which is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they're a miniatures company, not a rules company, aren't they? So they do. They make plastic and paint. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for getting my head around that. That is now clear to me. Um, I'm glad it is to you. I'm not <laughs> sure I want it to be. <laughs> and maybe look, because I always thought that, that everyone said, "Oh, look, they've nerfed the kickoff results," and you have a look at what they've done, and you think they haven't really, though, have they? I mean, how many how many blitz turns do you really need to move more than say five players, and that's going to directly affect the ball? Um, so it's it's some very minor little nerfs. Yeah, but this I mean, would be a huge one if suddenly you know half the skills you might want to use aren't available to you. I mean, not being able to use dodge on a blitz turn is huge. I think, of course, the caveat to all of this is we we still have to wait until we play it, don't we? Well, only if sense. we're going to get halfway through and then we're going to stop playing it and argue about how do we play it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be quite limiting to the concept of playing it. I think whoever has the role of refs at tournaments <laughs> to begin with are going to be very busy people. Well, at least this is, I mean, this must be definitely 100% going <clears throat> to someone at Games Workshop because, of course, a computer game has already been written using these rules. Yes. So they would have to have known. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know yeah, what? Anyone not picking up there, there was some somewhat heavy irony deployed in <laughs> When you were talking about like the new pitches and um, you know, surely these will be optional rules that we'll never see in real competitive play. All I could sit and think was, nah mate, you're looking at uh, Blood Bowl 3's equivalent of stadiums. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I think you absolutely are. And I, I think they're coming for everything, for all the time. I think they're going to be made... Because, again, you've got to look at the business model of Games Workshop. They sell pitches. With every you know yeah. set of plastic they make, they make a pitch and a set of dice. Now, weirdly, people buy the dice. Why this is another thing? Come and tell me on the podcast channel. Why the sub-channel on the Fumble uh, Discord? Why do people buy so many dice? What, why do we need them? It's a, why, it's a collection a team, thing, isn't it? You, I need, think... you need the coloured dice that are the pro-elf dice. They're no different to the chaos dice. They're just a different colour. No, that's wow. kink, PC kink shames yet another group of <laughs> yeah it's no wonder you know I just think people can do what they want can't they I do have a big bag of dice uh, you do have a big bag does. of dice I do have a big bag of dice but I don't quite know why and why I quite like it when someone no, I think it's, I mean, there's, with a new little picture on it that I haven't got there's a whole group on Facebook I'm a part of which is you know, collecting people collecting dice, and it's been nice because I don't have that. I just I don't I don't have it that want to collect dice. So I've gained quite a few over time, and it's been nice to. But you know, people have gone. I'm looking for this, and I've had it, and I've just been yeah, just whatever, take it. I don't care because I don't. You you've been selling them, haven't you, for fortunes? Not really. You've, I've sold you've been a few. Playing sets. people off against each other. You've been. I've given some away and I've sold some fumble dice because I paid for them and, you know, but people like to have dice. People my, like my to collect stuff. My partner threw out my original fumble dice, so I went on eBay and bought some replacements. And they do go for a, quite a bit of money compared mm. to what we originally paid for them. It's, it's, it is weird. Yeah, but people, people like to collect dice. things, don't they? People like to collect teams. People like to collect beer mats. People like to... Are you a dice fan, Jimmy? Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> No big pot somewhere with just loads of D6s and D20s and all those other good things in there? Yeah, I've got I've got a few dice. I've got a casino dice, actually, because uh, I read this article about, you know, like how imbalanced uh, Chessex dice are and stuff, and uh, uh-huh. this guy, like, did a massive experiment with rolling... Thou- he got his, like, students to roll thousands and thousands of dice, and and they rolled quite substantially, like, you know, away from the what they should roll. Whereas the casino dice was spot on, so I thought, right, get casino dice. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, perhaps all these decorative fun dice are not as balanced as we thought. I mean, I've always heard, I don't understand the maths, never have, but people have always said that the, the, the random number generator, certainly that Fumble uses, because um, Chris is very open about that, I have no idea what Cyanide uses. Presumably just a bloke in a room shouting out, four, seven, <laughs> three. No, sorry, uh, uh duh. <laughs> I don't know all the French numbers, so I'm going to stop there. Nerf! That's a French number, isn't it? <laughs> sure you can get past two. Quoi? Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf? No, that's um, the wrong language. I I know. Um, that's, I mean, the whole language thing is, I'm in, I, as a country, I'm embarrassed. I'm shockingly bad at them. I'm terrible. I you just... speak foreign languages, Jimmy. You've lived abroad, haven't you? Yeah, I can speak a bit of German. Hello. Yeah, nur ein bisschen. Ein kleinen bisschen Deutsch. Well, yeah. if I was ever lost in France, I know that I could get to the library or the swimming pool, and that is it. Oh, France would be no problem. I'm, I'm fluent in French. As long as... <laughs> 
well, as I've said before, as long as Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre and uh, Marie are still dans le jardin avec un picnic, then I'm fine in France. <laughs> or if I need directions to a, a church that happens to be on the right. Yeah. Then I've got, I've, <laughs> yeah I, as I've, long as I can I've, turn I've right all the time. But if the church is on the left, I'm probably not going to help. I think anyone that's listening that's not from uh, the, the England, um, our French lessons were terrible. <laughs> It's the only way to describe it. Terrible and highly specific by the sounds of it. (laughs) Lots of people had picnics in gardens near churches that were on the right. It was the the library thing. I was like, if I'm in France... Yeah, la bibliothèque. That's one that has... If I'm in France, I am not going to the library. I can hardly speak it. Why would I want to read it? (laughs) you, You can probably guess the age of anybody in England by what lessons they got in France, because presumably all of these phrases are actually geared towards your um, school teaching you for your GCSE. Yeah. 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 So the paper will have been the defining factor as to what particular phrase you actually learned. And of course, they do change every so often. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Of course, they don't really do them anymore anymore. My daughter's at GCSE level now, and... No such thing exists this year. She's Interesting. Been assessed by her teachers. Mm. Yeah, I that's, never. That's actually, a whole other discussion. I never actually took a foreign language in high school because I successfully argued that English is a language, and thus, for the um, requirement that I take a language, I would be taking English. Well, You've done Scottish as a foreign language. I was going to say English is hard for a Scot to speak, isn't it? Um. I don't know. I mean, I took an English A-level over one year in my sixth year and I got an A, so to be honest, I think your, I think your exams are easy. We've got a 300-meter <laughs> swimming badge if we're bragging. <laughs> I think I think it may just be that we Scots keep to our own in, impenetrable language so that you Southerners never really work out how much smarter we actually are. No, I love uh, Scottish. I love it's the too cold over there. Invented about forty years ago because there was no oral examiner examples of it left, so how it sounds had to be completely made up. Yeah. Um, so they got some linguists in that did a study based on sort of Welsh and just the formation of ancient Gaelic, uh, and invented noises to become Scottish. Have you seen the Scottish Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> It's no. the greatest bit of box you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> link, 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 link. I've got to have a look. I'll just Google it. It's just done by one guy as well. It's amazing. Like one American. It's <laughs> not even Scottish. He's an idiot who just made up all these words. It is basically pigeon English. It's all these people arguing about it in the forms of, no, no, it's an authentic language. Well, it is, but it's not that. It's so good. I might have to live here for a few days. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Did you, Ken? (laughs) The Orbody can eat it. Oh dear, Scottish. Oh well. That's funny. Oh, I remember when we had a United Kingdom. Do you remember those days? No. Oh. You would so, remember that. Yes, well, I, I am apparently. This is a new thing. Apparently, I'm the oldest person ever lived that plays Blood Bowl. 
I think it's. I don't think the beard helps, Dave. To be honest. no, I don't think it does. Does it? it? I think it adds about ten years. Robs me of my youthful charm. Yeah, whatever that is. But you know, okay. it's lockdown. Everyone's got beards. Yeah, I've, I've I've had a beard for the last nine years now. Nine yeah. years I've had a beard. Yeah, but that's since you had to hide your identity because of that court case, wasn't it? But anyway, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is true. Should we really talk about that though? Not for another year, at least. You don't have a you don't have a beard, Graham. Nope, shaved it off two days ago with a straight razor. Oh, straightened down to queen shaven. As opposed I'd to a what other kind of razor? Well, you could you could use a safety razor or a one of the Mac threes or whatever. But no, I just used like a proper straight razor, cutthroat razor. Yeah, had a straight razor. Do you remember about when people had holidays? Do you remember that you used to you you got on an aeroplane and you went to somewhere that wasn't your country where it was nice and warm, and then you spent too much money drinking watered down liquor. Well, it depends. Shouting at your children for two weeks. All inclusives. They were never thing. Any of what you described there. Okay. Well, I mean, it it, it used to be a thing. People used to do that. Yeah. And do you know what the weirdest experience I had about uh, lockdown in terms of drinking and going out is we went out with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and my wife. We went to see some kind of tribute act. But because of the COVID thing, this was in the summer, you know, when we were allowed to go out a little bit, right? Mm. The thing finished at nine o'clock and it started at four. So I drunk quite a lot and by the time I got home it was only half nine but in my head it was really late because we'd been out for the night so I came in and the kids were still up because it was only half nine so I'm rolling around going why aren't you in bed <laughs> get yourself to bed no, and then proceeded... you're a stupid old drunk person yeah and then proceeded to fall over with one shoe on and sleep where I laid Sounds like some top quality parenting. Well, I hope Kate, you put some Kate money aside well, for therapy yeah. in the future. That's it. Well, Kate was there, and everyone had a good giggle. Everyone was safe. Happy so, anyway, my point is, the last time I had a holiday, we went to Morocco, and I had my first ever um, professional shave by someone with a cutthroat razor, uh, just in this little market in the middle of a Casbah, and it was it was absolutely fantastic. I, it was so scary. Did you get to quite... smoke a shisha at the same time? It took quite a lot of my skin at the same time. And I was sort of, you know, I felt fresh for a day and a half. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I want more of that in my life. I like Locked going to the Turkish barbers. You know, when they do the old flames around your ears and the pull your yes, nose. Yes, I have heard of that. Yeah. That's really good. That's really I good. Just, Suspect we've wandered quite a long way from Blood Bowl. Though. Oh yeah, we've we've literally <laughs> been we've been rambling about nothing for the last ten minutes. So maybe we should end it there until next maybe time. Maybe we should. Until next time, Jimmy. It's been great having you on. Thank uh, you very much. It's been love, it's been glorious being on. Yeah, we'd love to have you on again at some point. Oh, um, and hopefully we'll do one soon. Now I've got more time. Uh, but as always, Dave, Graham, thank you very much. Been a pleasure. and uh, we'll do another one soon but everyone out there I hope we're all doing alright seems to be light at the end of the tunnel 
So who knows, maybe we'll get to meet up and play some Blood Bowl together in the future soon. But other than that, we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. Mm -hmm.